0: What is going on guys and welcome to the fucking massive podcast. Now I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this podcast right here in between your ears playing on your surround sound on your speakers is going to be a fucking massive part of your life. Whether you just listen for the training advice, the nutrition advice, a bit of banter um, or you hit to level shit up, you hit to absolutely rip down the walls and just become an ultimate beast and that is what I am here to do and lead the way. So, without a doubt, enjoy the show. All right, so, episode one. Look, guys, I have been scheming, I have been thinking, I have been sitting and planning. And by sitting and planning, I mean just running around, killing shit as per usual, thinking, ah, when do I have time to do a podcast? When, 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 when? And the time is right now. It is 10.43 p.m. on Thursday night. I've had a shine and I'm ready to go. So I want to help you guys. um, But I also want this to be a bit of a introductory podcast for anyone that, I don't know, you've ended up here through some sort of external source. I want you to know who I am. I want you to know what my story is. I want you to know how I got to where I am. I want you to know my struggles. So that every other podcast that comes after this one can be done with absolute certainty and you know the person in your ears right now has been there before. So let's get into it. Let's do the story. Let me take you back. explain the come up, the come down and everything in between. Now, I just wanna pre-frame this and say that this is probably gonna be very raw, very vulnerable. I may trigger some of you I may talk about past experiences that you have experiences with yourself or experiences that you don't know. And please hold back any judgments. Um, I was a different kind of person back then to where I am now, but yeah, I would not change a single thing as it has given me the lessons and really the character of who I am now. So yeah, would not change a thing, but let's get into it. So when when I was a young little kid, running around when I was a little girl, um, I, it's weird. It's weird thinking about it. Like I really don't remember my childhood a lot. And I think it, I think it comes into like, I, I have done some damage with drugs. Um, but also I think my childhood was absolutely amazing up until it went shit. And the shit was The divorce, the, you know, being changed from school to school, house to house, packing up my shit each week, taking it to mom's, packing up my shit at the end of that week, going back to dad's, really just having no structure. Um, And I really felt like I didn't belong for a lot of it. And which is funny because in year 11, we studied belonging. And I, I wrote this mad story about like selling drugs to the kids in the school, and like the teacher thought it was great. Little did she know it was a real fucking story. <laughs> um, so yeah, life was life was a bit a bit of a fairy tale up until uh, my parents got divorced. And thinking back then, I don't think I knew what was going on. I remember like packing up the house, moving everything, and I was just so in fact. Infatuated, if that's the word, I was just so like mesmerized by my goddamn fish. I, I had this massive obsession with fish at this time. Um, I had like a six-foot fish tank. Loved me tropical fish. Had like all these neon tetras and shit. It was hectic. If you know, if you know what a fish is, awesome. Good on ya. Um, no, if, you, if you're into fish, you, you might know what a neon tetra is. They're quite cool. By the way, I I, I have no. I like since then I haven't looked back at fish once. It was just, I'm a very addictive person or I, I was, I'm a very passionate person actually. So, you know, if something gives me a good dopamine hit, whether that was drugs, footy, just anything really that just gave me that rush, you know, I'd, I'd want to do it over and over and over, which was awesome when it was good things like training and success, um, but back, back when it was drugs that, yeah, it could have gone a lot worse than it did, um, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm quite quite aware of of how it ran its course now. So, yeah, back then, I, I threw myself into training. You know, I, I remember coming home from school each day, like, oh, let's go back. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd do a workout. That would be a 40-minute workout, lightweight because I didn't know what I was doing, high reps because I didn't know what I was doing, and I wouldn't eat after the workout because I didn't know what I was doing, and at school, you know, get get a bit of ch- uh, get a bit of sushi. Pick the avocado out because I thought fats were bad. Um, and this went on and on and on. And I actually had bulimia at one point, where if you don't know what that is, it's 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 like anorexia, except like you make yourself throw up. It's the extent you go to. Um, and it was weird, man. Like I I I was at this other school trying to get from the D grade team to the A grade team in basketball. And I, I was making my way up through the, through the ranks, I got my dad to move me from like the school that I was at where everyone was starting to, you know, experiment with drugs. And, you know, the this is around the time where the big old lad phase came in and yeah, it was, it was a bit messy. Um, but once again, it was absolutely needed to define who I am now. Yeah, so I'd wake up in the morning and do a 40-minute workout, go to school, come back home, do a workout, go for a 10-kilometer run, and then I'd go for a workout again. And the, at this point, I was su- I was super skinny, but I was he- I was hell-shredded, had muscles, I was very strong, I could do like over 100 pull-ups, um, but I was just this skinny little kid because I wasn't eating. And for my bodybuilders listening, for my fitness people listening, you know... Food is everything when trying to put on size. But because I was playing basketball, I didn't want to, I didn't want to um, put on weight, but I wanted to build muscle. So like if you know anything about science, muscle weighs something. So you're gonna put on weight if you put on muscle. But this was just where my mindset was at. And it's absolutely crazy that, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm where I'm at now considering i had no idea what i was doing when i was 14 15 16. Now how that played out was i ended up needing to get a knee surgery where they grinded out and smoothed out all, all of the hanging cartilage that was in my knee because i was overtraining to the point where i was doing damage and knowing like thinking back now i wasn't eating enough food i wasn't eating enough fat so like my whole body wouldn't wasn't able to carry out its trip typical functions like lubricating in between joints that might be a bit far-fetched but I I was just doing so much work and not nourishing and replacing what I needed to in my body and I wore out the cartilage in my left knee and I could have kept playing honest to god it wasn't a it wasn't a massive it wasn't a massive thing but I did miss out on that American trip by the way Um, the reason why I was going from the D grade to the A grade team in basketball was because at the end of the year, the A grade team went to America and you, if you were good, you got scouted. And that used to be my dream to go over to America and play for Duke university. Um, but we didn't do that, did we? But that's all right. I can change more lives doing this anyway. (laughs) Um, nah, thinking that out, that, that wasn't really, that wasn't really my goal, um, I honestly think if I had gotten the money I wanted when I wanted it, I'd be dead. You know, if I was a millionaire now, if I, you know, had become an NBA player and like, you know, uh, there was always a drug issue there. You know, if I obviously got addicted to um, the painkillers that they prescribed me, the Oxycontin, like obviously there was always gonna be something there. So I couldn't imagine where I would be if I had discovered my drug habit When like being financially free, like that would be a scary place. So I know that all my struggle has come for a reason. And that's a good thing. If, if something isn't in your life and you're doing everything that you need to be getting there, you're doing, you're wishing it into existence. You're doing your, your physical things like taking action and your metaphysical things like believing in it and doing affirmations and all that shit and visualizing it into your life. If it's still not coming, one, it's on its way. And two, there's some shit you need to learn first. Like for me, how to not be a dickhead when you get a lot of money, and that's just that's just keeping it real. Um, I don't not want to talk about pod. Uh, I don't not want to talk about money in this podcast um, because you know money money makes a well go around. And at the end of the day, I'm a body and a mindset coach. If you improve your body, you're gonna improve your energy levels. If you improve your energy levels and your body, you're gonna improve your confidence. If you also improve your mindset and your confidence and your body and your energy levels imagine yourself at work imagine yourself at 9am at 9pm when you could be hustling you could jump on the computer you could make a company you could make a brand you could make a start selling custom skateboards you could start selling custom socks for 7.99 make them for $2 that's a $5 markup like there's so many things for us to do these days and most of the time we're fucking wasting our lives because you know we come home have a wine have a beer go to the pub, have a slap, slap away your, your wages, your, your potential dreams. Um, and that's, that's, man, I I ain't going to lie. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. If you're someone that does that, I'm sorry, bro. That's, you could be achieving so much more if you weren't slapping away that extra $200. If you weren't drinking away your, your nighttime, if you weren't smoking away your paycheck or like, there's so many things that we can all do if we took our fingers out and took massive fucking action. And that is literally all it takes. That hard work, determination, grinding it out, and massive self-belief. But you you, you put those together and you're gonna become an absolute beast and you're probably gonna achieve the things that you want in your life. Um, so yeah, I got a knee surgery, I got addicted to the painkillers that they prescribed me I started wasting time at this at the other school, wagging, doing all that shit. Um, it was a Catholic school. I'm I'm not too religious, but they let me in for the basketball. Um, and then yeah, I, I was just wasting my wasting my time there. So convinced my dad to move me back to the school where, you know, when I left, um, it, it it wasn't the best place. Let's just say that. And I ended up going back there and the people that were running it, if you know what I mean, um, they were gone. So I somewhat slid in and took over, if you know what I mean, marketplace and all that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I ended up you know, getting into some bad crowds at school. Um, I kind of created the bad crowds at school, um, Mr. Influential over here. And yeah, I just, just got worse and worse and worse. You know, weed, smoking, selling, getting more and more and more, you know, a few cones here and there, then, you know, building up to, you know, a quarter a day kind of habit. And it progressed from there. Obviously I started, started selling it, um, to, you know, be able to afford my heavily, like heavily smoking addiction. Um, so yeah, I needed to support it, so started selling it, which then led to me having a, a, a bit of money, um, which I reinvested into drugs. So yeah, that's when the party scene started, started going started going out. Um, but even then, I was never your, your typical raver, not at all. I, I was a type to just get sloshed in a garage um, from Thursday to Monday and just, just go insane. You know, chew holes in my mouth because, you know, I was that buzzed up. I don't want to, I don't want to say what on. Um, but yeah, I was that fucked up that, you know, I'm just sitting there anxious, heart is pounding, just racing thoughts, obviously uppers. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't like it. Like as soon as I did it, it was just, ah, oh, fuck this again. Like I already have mild anxiety so if I smoke, anxiety's going up. If then I, I, you know, smoke something else on top of that, and that's an upper, you can probably paint the picture yourself. I was an anxious mess. And yeah, I, I for like three years. Did not sleep with a, a girl because um, I was just, I was too fucked up. Honestly, downstairs wasn't, there wasn't much going on down there at that stage. I, um, I just yeah, I wasn't interested. Um, I was more interested in getting fucked up and running from my emotions. So that's, that's the gist of it. Um, there was obviously some deep stuff going on if, you know, at fucking 14 when everything was all good, I had bulimia and like a few things like this. To be honest, I think, no, I think that that all happened after they got, after my parents split. So that's, and by the way, using that as an excuse, I carried that as an excuse to use for so, Fucking long, and it's it's such bullshit. Like, oh my god, if my parents were together, holy shit, I'd hate my life. Like, I'd probably be some little silver silver spoon fed little bitch that just, you know, just grew up on the right side of town. But you know, things were going good. The divorce happened, and I got to experience what eating shit feels like and tastes like. Really, and it, it tastes like shit. Um, but it's good. You know, I, I like that I hit rock bottom. I I know you can't see I'm doing air quotes with the rock bottom, but there's air quotes there. Um, but if you, if you've heard anything that I've said before, I've only said this a few times. So only a fucking handful of you may have heard this. Um, but I, I got this book and it was a theory that, um, a lot of people, if you imagine dropping a tennis ball from like 10 meters up, if you're just dropping it, yeah, and not throwing it, it's never going to come back up 10 meters. Yeah. So people see rock bottom as that, you know, they hit rock bottom. They're never going to get up to where they were, whether it was because of drugs and they're like, oh, who's going to trust a drug addict? Like that was, that was like me. Um, but my whole theory was let's, let's throw that tennis ball at the ground because the tennis ball is bouncy. Why are we just dropping it? why can't we bounce higher than ever before? Why can't we go down, say hi to rock bottom, learn some motherfucking lessons, and then bounce higher than we've ever, ever le- like gone before and start studying successful people. Not everyone that's been through some shit has, you know, made it. And not everyone that has made it has had, had, had to go through shit. Um, it, both sides have different examples, but, a lot of majorly successful people have have had a story. So if you have a story, if you have a mess in your life, make that shit your message because that is gonna drive you forward. That is gonna lift you up and really remind you of what life is. And I know my rock bottom and it's, it's kind of scary as well because I know that like I can deal with it. Like if I were to go back to that life, like it's actually, nah, thinking about it, fuck that. <laughs> I ain't going back. I ain't going back. You can't take me back, man. Um, but yeah, so moved back to that school. Started yeah, just experimenting with more and more and more. Year Year Twelve came around. Um, just sloshed through my whole HSC. I remember like rocking up to the, my Year Twelve exam, Gucci scarf on, Gucci hat, fucking smoking an e ciggy. Thought I was the maddest dog. Um, I'm pretty. I, I would have been stoned and. Look, I, ne- I didn't get a mystery mark, but let's just say my mark remains a mystery. <laughs> so it was higher than the 30, um, but not high enough to actually say what <laughs> what it was. But yeah, it I, I honestly did not think I'd ever need it. And because back then I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to be like George Jung, like out of, out of Blow. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Probably going to trigger a few of you if you've been relating to my story. Watching Blow, probably not the best idea, but... It's the guy that introduced cocaine to America, teamed up with Pablo Escobar. And I thought, yeah, that's gonna be me. I'm I'm gonna find like, you know, it's only 2015 back then. There's gonna be some new sort of drug and I'll introduce that to the marketplace and I'll be mega rich because of it. Wow, good work, Ryan. Awesome thinking, brother. But (laughs) yeah, like, hey, here I am now. And if you see me doing my thing and you're like, fuck man, I didn't get good ATAR marks, I can't do what he does. Me neither, me neither. It's 2020, you do not need good marks to achieve the things that you wanna achieve. Um, it's all about how you apply yourself and really just, Tim's probably gonna hate me for saying this, but just showing up, just showing up. If you wanna step up, if you wanna level up, you gotta show up. If you don't, it's, no, it's not gonna happen for you. So yeah, move back to the school, um, I keep fucking getting sidetracked. So let me just keep going. Year 12 finished. And I, I, it was just, it was a crazy thing. Cause I went from, you know, thinking I was the king of the school to there being no more school. <laughs> and I was like, Oh fuck. Who looks up to me? Who fears me? Who? And like, it, it just, yeah. So I didn't, I obviously didn't work. Um, oh, actually no, I had, I had a string of like, you know, two months working at you know, construction and I was like, fuck this. Like I'm missing out on sales. Um, um, you know, just uh, why would I work for you when I can work for myself doing what I was doing? Um, and that ran its course pretty quickly. Things started to escalate very quickly after school. Um, but the, the, the cool thing is looking, looking back on it all, remember I said before, I didn't, I felt like I didn't belong. Cause I was always like, you know, from school to school, from house to house, I, I didn't fit in. I didn't belong. And I've always felt that way. I've always felt like I was born too late or too early or, or something. And that's fine. Um, I've accepted that now. Maybe that's just, that's just who I am. Um, like I'm a, a um, wolf, not a sheep kind of thing. Like I'm a leader, not a follower. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's how I take that now. So just, if you do feel that way, just know that, yeah, maybe you were destined to actually lead the way and not just follow. So I started hanging out with the older boys that honestly used to used to bully the shit out of me in high school. Washing machines. Oh, Ruben Red Pubin. If you've never heard that one, please don't fucking turn around and use that on me. Ah, oh, man, that gets me going. Actually, no, I really don't care anymore. Um, but yeah, like the boys that used to pick on me started like respecting me and h- hanging out. And you know, it's cause I had drugs and money, but hey, it was, it was working. So I was hanging out with older boys who were in this little fucking hectic shit. And that, that right there is where it got bad. You know, older boys come with um, older experience and they introduced me to things that I, I wish I was not. Ne- Actually, no, I'm glad I did it, but yeah, still probably could have done without it. So yeah, they introduced a few harder things, and once they were involved, um, it just obviously the rate of corrosion in my life <laughs> was massive. Um, and that's when it got bad, you know, like um, started stealing shit, so, like because I started focusing less on the sales and more on the more on the personal use. And that's when shit got bad man like waking up started like a few beers in the morning just to get me going then have a few no wake up have a few cones But then i was anxious so i'd need a few beers but then i was like not really good to drive so i'd probably have a bit of an upper so i could drive and then i'd be anxious from the weed and the upper so then i'd need a zanny and then if i didn't have zannies i'd have an angst like if i had like four zannies left even though that would be enough for you know two days I'd freak out being like, oh my God, I'm going to have a panic attack. And like I was saying, guys, worse and worse and worse. Like it just, it just happens. And a few major keystone, like things happened. Um, My mate was just always getting arrested or a warrant out for his arrest or we were trying to hide him or it was like, oh, this is the last bender for you, mate. You're going to jail on Monday. Um, and it was shit. So there was that. I had a psychotic episode, um, nearly crashed my car like fucking thousands of times. Um, those like near death situations where you're like, oh, wow, if I did that, I would have been dead. Holy shit. Um, and then I had a mate die that was honestly the closest thing to me out of all the group or like I was the closest one to him. Not as in like friend, like closest friend wise, but as in like out of all fucked up units, he was the most fucked up and I was the most fucked up. And like, he, he would just be sloshed at a party, like sitting in the back of his ute and like, I was doing that kind of shit too. Like not sociable, just sloshed and yeah, so when he passed, I I really was like, Holy shit, that's a wake-up call. And then I went to his funeral and my mum was there. And like, of course I was fucked up at his funeral, we all were. And yeah, my mum was there and I remember the, the, the priest or the sermon, like reading out the the eulogy, um, if that's what it's called, and saying like the the young kid with the big bright smile that could light up the room with these strawberry blonde hair. And I I have strawberry blonde hair. Um, I know Ruben Red Pubin, and I get it. <laughs> um, and the whole and the smile thing, like I, I my mum has just always been like, oh my god, you smile, you, you're such a bit smiling kid. And it was like my mum was there, she was crying, and it was like they were pretty much talking about me. And I was like, holy shit. So that was the point. Like that was literally the. the last coffin, the last nail in the coffin kind of thing. Like that was like, yeah, okay, I'm getting fucking clean. So I moved to my dad's. Um, I was there for three days now before this, like, you know, my parents had tried taking me to, I mean, my dad had tried taking me to Tony Robbins. I did that three day seminar where like you walk on fire, you break through all your limiting beliefs and you just become this fucking boss. But at the time I'd got my hands on a little something, something from Mexico and we were selling that. So I was like, is that, is that incriminating? If it's five years ago, I know you guys can't actually answer this, but I'm going to put in the podcast anyway, cause this is funny. Can I get, can I get charged if it's five years on? Oh well. Anyway, so we got, we got some white socks from, um, from Mexico and I was, I was wearing, once again, the air quotations are up. I was wearing the socks all like all of the event. And my dad thought I was really pumped up and enjoying it. But like, I was just wearing the socks and the socks were pretty good. Cause they were from Mexico. Um, please read between the lines and also let me know if this is illegal so I can delete it. <laughs> no, I don't care. Um, so yeah my dad had tried and like, I remember being like, wow, there's more than that. Like there's more than being a fucking, like you can actually become a business owner and make like fucking 10 times the, the kind of money that a drug business can make. Holy shit. Um, so I got clean. Well, I didn't get clean. Sorry. I quit smoking ciggies for like three days, which is big. (laughs) And I went back to my mates and I was like, fuck yeah, we got to start doing this, doing this, doing that. And they were like yeah sick all right let's do that and then like three days went past and you know we all slowly progressed went backwards sorry re- regressed um to where we were before what we we're doing before and then it was another like three months and then mitch died um and that's when i started calling the rehab that my dad had been calling each week being like can you guys like do something and he's like like obviously i was over 18 so the rehab really couldn't do anything um, I needed to make that decision. So yeah, New Year's rolled around. I I had a spot in, in the rehab and I went to my dad's for three days beforehand detoxing. Um, I don't know if that was the best thing to do because I, I kind of, oh, that was rough. I'd like, I'd, I'd make a tea, once again, air quotations, tea. Um, and you know, take a few sips out of it so it doesn't look like it's sauce and then go and like top it up with vodka and then just get absolutely sloshed so I could sleep. Um, I remember watching Friends to like four in the morning and just being like, oh God, just sweating, fucking hating life, eating for Nergans, trying to like get some sort of, some sort of relief. Um, And that's that's the real truth, man. As soon as you quit anything, you're gonna, the reason why you were doing that in the first place, if it's alcohol, if it's drugs, and like you were trying to shove some shit down, just know that shit's gonna come up. I was speaking to a client today that like his dreams were really intense lately. And I was like, yeah, bro, you quit smoking for this program. Like you're gonna have to deal with everything that why you were smoking. Like when I was in rehab, I started um, having dreams about my parents breaking up. I started having dreams about, me and my first girlfriend when like, when we broke up, I was very young. Um, so you can imagine like first time you have sex and you're 14, like you, you kind of, you know, arrive to the destination quite early. <laughs> um, and yeah, I remember she like told everyone in school and it's like, no fucking shit, man. I'm 14. What do you expect? But it was a big thing. It really affected me. Um, and I lost a lot of confidence in that area of my life. And like, Oi, we're, we're dudes. If you're a chick listening to this, you're not a dude. But if you're a dude, it's completely normal. Just know that it is normal. And yeah, just get some... Just learn how to meditate. And literally, if you learn how to calm your mind, you'll you'll master the bedroom. So hit me up, link in bio. <laughs> um, but yeah, so went to rehab, started working through my shit. Um, it was a pretty pretty intense rehab where you work with like a psychotherapist every day. I think that's what it's called. Psychotherapist. Um, just a really intense psychologist that like really know what's going on and they like break down like your reasons why you were using like, and yeah, I just, I, I rebuilt myself in rehab. That's, that's as much as I can say in my program. I do teach everything I learned in rehab, everything I've learned from Tony Robbins, everything I've learned in the last five years to take me from, a depressed, anxious, suicidal drug addict to where I am now, which is (sighs) world of difference. Um, That is something I needed to say. Towards the end of that addiction, um, you know, benders, I'd, I'd be doing stupid shit at the risk of dying because I wanted to die. You know, like jumping off cliff faces that you shouldn't jump off, Um, driving very fucked up and I I just shouldn't have, um, coming home off a four-day bender and eating a handful of pills, like whatever I could find, Ceres, Valleys, Zannies, Oxys, like just heaps of them trying to not wake up. Like it would have killed a small horse. I don't know why I woke up, um, but hey, I guess this is why. So... Yeah. So like I was suicidal towards the end. I had massive panic attacks, massive anxiety, massive depression about my life, and I was addicted to drugs. So where I'm at now, five years later, is running a business where I transform, I completely transform men's lives through transforming their body, their mindset, and their standards, their rituals, their habits, really like the body transformation and the mindset transformation is the end result. Um, But that comes through 12 weeks of really just like shaping your life into that elite status where we wanna be. Um, You know, things like morning rituals, visualizations, just like, it's the little things. I I had a client message me before and he was like, um, he, he commented on something that I'd, I'd put up on my story saying that like happiness is a choice. And he, his reply was, and I, brother, I know you're probably going to listen to this. I just, you know, I love you. This is just, this is a good message. Um, and he said like, oh, it's not always a choice. Not if you have like a mental disorder or like you, um, like if you're depressed, if you like, if you're on any depressants, if you've done damage to your serotonin levels, And I was like, bro, do not, do not give me that shit. Like it, it, it's a hundred percent a choice. It's a hundred percent your, your habits, your routines. And, and that's what I think, that's what I didn't say in the post, but yes, happiness can't, (laughs) yes, happiness can't just be a choice. Like if you're depressed, you're depressed, you're depressed and you're like, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. No, you're not going to be happy. But if you change two things, okay. Okay. One thing being your physiology, your language and your focus. So like your body, how are you holding your body? What are you thinking about? And how are you speaking to yourself? Are you like, oh my God, I'm so depressed. I'm the most depressed person in the world. That's probably gonna make it worse. Just say you have a little bit of flibby flabby depression. And after a while saying, (laughs) and after a while of saying flibby flabby depression, you're probably gonna laugh at it. And it's probably not gonna be as effective anymore. And the second thing is changing your habits, putting in absolute necessary daily musts that are gonna reset you in the morning. They're gonna, no, they're gonna kickstart you in the morning, they're gonna reset you at lunch, they're gonna ground you at night and they're gonna lift you up like every day. So that's things like doing a morning routine where you you, like fill your brain with things that you're grateful for. So think of three things that you're grateful for, like spend a minute on it. Think of times where you were super happy. Think of times where you met your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever that was, like that super happy moment where everything was just amazing. Go back to that moment and put yourself in there and like feel the feelings. And that's just one bit. Um, Then, you know, visualizing your goals, visualizing what your future is gonna be, your day, visualizing your day. What's like, what's gonna happen at work? What's gonna happen? Are you gonna get a call? Visualize the call you wanna get might not happen that day but maybe if you keep doing it law of attraction kicks in and you're going to get that call so this was a client that messaged me that so i figured like you know dude like what's going on you've, you you you've done the mindset program like what's going on and i said this the other day to someone i said i thought that my personal development was over and that that right there is failure like what personal development's over That's why it's called personal development, not personal developed. Like you're never done, it's a constant thing. So like you might be depressed and then you put all these like little habits in place and you start doing your gratitude list and your affirmations in the morning and visualizing your success and all this like awesome stuff that I can teach you if you want. Um, But if you're doing all these things and honestly like you've, you've changed your mindset and you think like you're in a positive place now it's like going to the gym. If you stop, if you stop training, if you like, if you've just built heaps of muscle and then you stop training, you stop pushing the calories, it's gonna go. Like not all of it, not all straight away, but eventually it'll deteriorate. And it's exactly the same as your mindset. You can't just do something for 12 weeks and then it's, and then it's a habit for the rest of your life. You need to reinforce that shit. So make it a daily ritual, make it a daily routine that you don't fall back on. And I guarantee that it's gonna, like you're gonna, your whole life is gonna explode. Your whole life is gonna just excel forward and you're gonna start attracting the things that you want into your life. Now guys, I know this was a long one. Um, I'm not trying to do this for every podcast. This one was just my introductory, um, bit of bit of like my story. So there's there's a bit jam packed in there. Um, I'm very aware of the length of this audio, but I do just want to really drive this home. I was broken at 19. I hit rock bottom. I didn't think people would trust me ever again. I didn't think people would like me ever again. I didn't think I'd be able to do the things that I'm doing now. And man, have I kicked some goals since then. I've gone from 62 kilos up to 100 and I think 124 was my biggest, but that was a massive bulk. And now I'm cutting down and I'm 114, um, about 9% body fat. So 114, like fucking, that's nearly doubling my body weight from when I was checked into rehab. Um, The mindset, obviously a lot more confident. I absolutely love myself now. Um, I know what I'm good at. I know what my my faults are as well, my flaws, and I'm (laughs) I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, I actually like them and that's something that a lot of people can't say a lot of people can't be honest with themselves and say hey this is my this is my pro, this is my pros this is my cons and i fucking accept it and i'm nowhere near done i'm nowhere near done i am i'm only 24 years old this shit is going to keep going I'm not slowing down until I'm like 70. I don't care if in the next five years I make like, let's say I strike gold and make $40 million. I'm not going to stop. This is more than money. This is more than, and by the way, it has been drilled into my head that, and by no one, this was just one of my false beliefs. um, I, I believed that my parents got divorced because of money, which wasn't true. But because of that, I begged a bike shop owner to hire me at 11 years old and pay me $4 an hour. And since then I have been working and it's only recently um, sort of the last two years that I've actually disconnected from money in a sense and focus on clients, focus on results, focus on transforming lives. Cause at the end of the day, if I help you, that's going to help me, you know? So my, my whole new thing, it's not, it's not like a little secret. Like some people do, like, oh yeah, I care about my clients, care about my clients, and then behind closed doors, they're like, fuck these cunts, and that's just that's just fucked up. I love my clients. Um, you know, if you ever hear me talking shit, it's it's, it's tongue in cheek. It's 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 all love. Um, but yeah, like I am absolutely amazed with where I am compared to where I was, and look. This isn't just a big hype up, yay me, yay me. This is all, so if you can relate, if you've listened, you've (laughs) 39 minutes in, well done. If you've listened this far and you feel like you can relate, you feel like, holy shit, how did he do it? You feel like, oh wow, if he can do it, I can do it. Anything like that, man, reach out. On Instagram, it's at Ryan fucking massive. So like R-Y-A-N-F-K-N-M-S-V. So it's always just fucking massive, but just the abbreviation. So FKNMSV, um, look it up on Facebook. You can you can book in for a call. You can just have a chat on Facebook if you want. Um, but yeah, Instagram's where I'm pumping the content. YouTube will be coming out. Oh, I've, I've already got some stuff on YouTube, but I will be focusing on more long format content. But yeah, this is one of those points where I just keep rambling and rambling because I feel like there's more and more and more I can put into this. And there is. I told you, this is a, this is going to be a fucking massive part of your life. And I'm going to leave it there. I'm definitely going to leave it there just to make you all come back on the next episode because you know it's going to be juicy. You know it's going to be filthy and just filled with, with facts, actually. Not, not a story time like this. Not you know, Oh, this is my story. Listen to me, listen to me. It's going to be some hard hitting facts. I might, I might do the, you know, my top three training nutrition and mindset advice to totally excel your 2020, um, or something like that. But yeah, I hope you guys liked this. Um, I will be doing this a lot more. So if you have any things that you want me to specifically touch on, reach out, shoot us a message. Otherwise let me do my thing and just tune in when it drops. I'll speak to you guys soon.